We all know that people hate talking about intestines and poo, so I have made it my goal to start and continue the conversation. Over 7,000 children in Canada alone are battling ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, and I have chosen to be their voice. Over 300,000 Canadians are believed to be living with autoimmune or irritable bowel disease, and it is time that we speak up about how this affects our lives. My name is Suzanne LaFleur and I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was 23 years old. At 33, I went through four major surgeries to remove my large intestine and I now live my life with a J-pouch. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I invite you to follow me to learn and understand. Living with these autoimmune diseases is not easy. Talking about poo is taboo. Together, let's change that. Let's build a community of support instead. Hi folks, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas weekend with their families. If you celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate something else, I hope you had a restful weekend and you are healthy and happy and safe. In my previous episode, I spoke of my first surgery. I spoke of coming to the realization that I now had a bag on my belly Um, that I had an ileostomy in place of my large intestine. When I was told that I would have an ileostomy throughout the four surgeries or the three surgeries that I was to have in order to have a J-pouch, I knew that it was going to be quite a difficult process for me. Call me vain, uh, call me having poor... A body image, but I'd struggled with that through my entire life. And this for me was something that I wasn't sure I would be able to deal with very well mentally or emotionally. When I realized that I had this bag on my belly collecting my stool until my final surgery was able to happen, I went into a bit of a shock, I guess you would say. I stayed in bed. The nurses were taking care of my ostomy for me for the first few days. And then uh, the ostomy nurse came in, I think it was on day three, she came in to help me learn how to take care of it and how to remove the old flange and replace the new one and put a clean bag on. And the first day she came in, I wasn't doing so great. The fact that I had my small intestine protruding out of my abdomen and I would have to wear a bag on my stomach to collect my stool for the next year or so was something that I was having a bit of a hard time wrapping my head around. So the ostomy nurse came in on the the day that she had planned to teach me how to take care of my ostomy and I wasn't doing very well. I sat on the edge of the bed sobbing uncontrollably for quite some time. She was very patient with me and very kind. And she gave me a bit of a pep talk and realized that we weren't going to really get anywhere that day. So she left me with a bit of a pep talk and said that she would come back the next day. I laid back down and plugged my music into my ears. My brother-in-law had made me a CD back in the day made me a CD of meditation music and quiet music, and I would meditate my way through the hardest times. 
it was that afternoon that my roommate was wheeled into my room. She was an elderly lady. I would say she was in her 80s for sure. And she had also had a total colectomy that morning. And it actually all of a sudden hit me like a ton of bricks that here I was, 33 years old, four kids at home who had never known a healthy mom, so much life to live ahead of me, really, 33 is not old. And I was being given a second chance. This little intestine poking out of my belly was my chance at a healthy life. And I had people at home who love me, who were taking care of my children and my life for as long as it took in order for me to concentrate on getting better. And that's when I realized I had one job to do. My one job was to get healthy. So my next job needed to be accepting Rosie. That's what I called her, my little rosebud. Accepting her, taking care of her, making sure she stayed healthy so I could get healthy. I looked at this woman across the room from me and she had no family there. Nobody came to visit her the entire time I was there with her. She was 80 years old and dealing with the pain and the struggle and trying to recover all on her own. And I realized how fortunate I was. This was not a time for me to be worried about anything besides my final step, which would be having a J pouch, having everything back on the inside and being able to feel healthier and be healthier for my children. So the next day, the ostomy nurse came in and I had my head on straight finally. And I was determined that I would take this as positively as I could. We removed the flange and she showed me how to clean my ostomy, clean the skin around it, protect it before I put the flange back on. And it was right then when the flange came off and my stoma was clean that I realized that it is actually quite interesting and quite beautiful that this can be a step in making people healthier. And even if you have to have an ostomy for the rest of your life, how many people can say that they have touched or seen a part of the inside of their body? How many people can say that they've felt and seen their own small intestine? To me, it's fascinating, actually. So I learned how to take care of Rosie. I became friends with her, I guess you could say. And my ostomy nurse came in a couple of other times just past that day until I was ready to be discharged and until I felt comfortable with the whole process of changing my flange and making sure that everything was going to be fine. And I went home with this bag hanging off my belly and I decided before I left the hospital that I wouldn't hide this from my children, that I wouldn't feel embarrassed or ashamed. And I went home and I took my bag off and I introduced them to Rosie. I let them know the surgeries that I had had and what part of my body Rosie was and how she functions and why I needed to have her. And my five and seven-year-olds actually asked me if they could touch her and they did. 
they did not find her to be disgusting. They actually asked a few times during the 10 months that I had her if they could see her again. And they actually found her quite fascinating as well. So to me, that's a win. Giving my children the knowledge about that sort of thing. Now they are adults and I have no doubt in my mind if they had a partner or a friend or somebody in their lives that needed an ostomy, they wouldn't even blink and choose to support them rather than shun them or, or you know, make them to feel unbeautiful, I guess. I have a few words to say to those of you who are either going through this surgery soon or you've been through this surgery or you're going through it. Just remember that you're beautiful and you are very fortunate that you have the option to have your life better. You're, ha- you're fortunate to have the option to feel healthier. If you can put your brain in the positive mindset about what this entails, and I, I know it's very difficult. There were times while I had my ostomy in that 10 months where my body image that day wasn't wonderful and I you know, was having an off day or I felt horrible and and just having an ostomy kind of made it worse and I chose not to leave the house certain days. However, if you can pull the positive out of every day, if you can pull the positive out of how you felt prior to having the surgery and how you're feeling now, it definitely does make a difference. I've coached and spoken with several people who have Crohn's and colitis. I've recently been chatting with a 17-year-old girl. A friend of mine asked me if I could speak with her. She's had Crohn's disease since she was 14. And she was facing the possibility of having an ostomy after the last surgery that she had. And this young girl has been through it all, folks. She has been through it all. And the life she has lived as a young person. If she can do it, anybody can do it, honestly. So what I leave you with today is live on the positive side of life. Choose those silver linings to hang on to and make friends with your ostomy. My next podcast will touch on the importance of listening to your body and advocating for yourself as a patient. The first time I was discharged from the hospital, I really should not have been. And I was rushed back the very next day for another major surgery. And I'm actually lucky to be here. So I'd like to speak of the times in my life where I've had to literally plant my feet on the ER floor and tell the doctor that I'm not leaving because I know there's something wrong. Advocating for yourself as a patient in many respects is very important throughout the whole J-pouch journey or the Crohn's colitis ileostomy journey. I feel as a uh, Crohn's and colitis community, we understand this. We know how taboo it is to speak to some people. We know how uneducated some of our medical staff is when it comes to a J-pouch. I mean, I've had medical personnel ask me if they can see it. And I've had to remind them, like, tell them, why don't you Google what it is? Because it's on the inside. You can't see my J-pouch. And that, that is a very frightening thing to have to go through when you know you're feeling unwell and they don't even know what they're dealing with. So my next podcast will be about the times in my life where I've had to 
stand up tall and raise my voice a little in order to protect myself. Thank you for listening today. I hope you learned something new.